Good morning, I'm Howard Feldman and this is the Synthesis Podcast where we take a look at various uh, aspects of the synthesis environment, the synthesis community and try and understand what it is that they are focused on. Joining me uh, this morning in studio, Chart Duplessis. Chart, a very, very good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Howard. I'm doing well. Excellent. Uh, excellent. So what I wanted to discuss with you today is the concept of innovation and disruption. Because those are buzzwords, we all get very, very excited about it. But at the same time, there's a real um, aspect of hard work, of trying to understand, trying to anticipate. And even once we've come up with great and exciting things, how to integrate that into organizations. Because, of course, the resistance to change is something very uh, uh, very real. So let's start off by uh, just getting your background. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Howard, I've been doing software and technology all my life, so I'm just passionate about technology, and I've been building things since I can remember. Right. And that really is my background, is technology. And lately, I've been involved in a whole lot of projects at banks, at large corporates, Mm -hmm. where the challenge is, how do you push the boundary? How do you use new technology and how do you innovate really? So I'm interested in all the aspects there. And I've had experience about um, with different companies doing it different ways. And I've been privileged to see all the different ways you can do it and which delivers more results. And, 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 and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. very privileged to be part of that all across. Like we have projects in Kenya and Mauritius and South Africa mostly in financial services. Are are there certain industries that are much more open to innovation than other industries? Yeah, I think open is probably um, an interesting way to look at it. Um, I think innovation, you know, why why do people innovate? Is it the industry that pushes them around them? Is it because competitors arrive? Mm. Um, But I do think that the financial services industry is one that's pushed a lot. I'm not sure why. Um, it, there maybe is a lot the, of pressure. Maybe it's the numbers that they're dealing with in, in terms Could of be. volumes mm. of, uh, of clients and volumes of interaction. If we think about um, any given bank, a retail bank, um, needing to communicate with with clients, they can't send the same communication to the same people. They, uh, they need to find ways to, to, to make you know, transactions, more simple, more efficient. Yeah. Um, so, so I would imagine that that's why is, is, is because the demand is there. Yeah, yeah, that could be one. I think if the financial services industry don't know well, there's competitors that are arising that you wouldn't expect. And those mm. are people like Google, Amazon. And even if they're not competing in products, they're competing in experience. And if you talk about millennials or the new generation coming up, they're so used to Google knowing everything about them. Um, if they wake up in the morning, Google's there to tell them um, what's traffic light uh, mm, like, mm. are they going to be late for their meeting? So it's really useful. And when they start interacting with their bank, it's quite the opposite, right? It's very, it feels old, it feels slow and uh, a bit irritating, I mm, think. Mm. And with the new generation is so used to on-demand things, you think about Netflix, I want to watch this right now. Right, they, uh, they want it here and now. Exactly, and that's yeah. an experience competition, I think. And that could drive innovation because if, say, a Google or so starts building 
financial products, you know, then then the banks really have the And we see that with Facebook as well. I think Facebook yes. were, were, I don't know where they are in that process, yes. but certainly they were dipping their toe into it. Definitely. It's, it's an interesting thing I'm seeing is that everyone that's not financial services or banks is trying to get in there. Right. And what's very interesting is banks, financial services, guys with a banking license almost want to get into into other spaces so right. it's everyone's crying to get in everyone's yeah, territory yeah i guess because even a uh, a bank needs to have a social media profile they need to have an identity they need to they need to be able to interact with their client base and especially mm-hmm. a new client base as the new client base is used to interacting and as you say that means maybe they know everything about them they know what uh, what their social uh, demands are requirements preferences yes. etc and uh, it's it's a generation because of social media who's become who have become very spoilt and I don't mean in a negative way around expectation expectation is very very high exactly it's high demands and and to be able to do that you have to take advantage of new mm. technologies mm. and you have to stay ahead of the game and that's where innovation is something that you have to be able to crack if you want to compete against these guys like Google who are, are right. really massive and have and a lot of instances figured it out already so how do you leap mm. You have to stay ahead of the game, and and that's where innovation is is your friend. Right, and I guess as well is uh, within the financial sector because of vendors demanding or uh, looking for an edge. The more innovative you could be, the better the advantage is to to a vendor who can differentiate themselves against their competition through some form of innovation. Yeah, exactly. That's the area that that we focus on a lot, Mm. is innovation. We'd like to be part of that exciting space, um, and we don't really want to be building software that everyone can build and it's it's old. We want to help our customers innovate. Right. It excites us, and it's the kind of people we attract. It's guys who who love pushing that boundary. Mm. Mm. So that's um, yeah, that's our focus. Right. Can you give me give me an example of uh, of uh, an exciting innovation? If you can't mention the name of uh, of a company, that's also cool. But just uh, some kind of an idea as yeah. to as to uh, yeah, an example of this. Yeah, a, a cool story that that I love as a good innovation example is a is a company in Mauritius that we did work for, and they just did consumer lending, mm-hmm. and they were pretty big in Mauritius. And they were doing everything manually, old-fashioned paper waste. So the challenge was, how do we change that to a completely automized? And um, I think when we came in, we tried to push them even more. We said, right, you can digitize this. Mm. That's great. Mm. That's probably the next step, and you should do that. But what's more interesting is, how can you reinvent it? And and there's two challenges there. One is um, change, because Mm -hmm. your organization might not be ready for that reinvented, or... And the other challenge, obviously, is the technology itself doing that. Right. So what we did there is something that's known in the industry as dual transformation. Right. And that is where in the industry you're in or in the region you are in, in Mauritius, for example, you just digitize your processes. You just take the, a small step forward. Right. But then you go into a new region. And for them, it was another country in Africa. And they weren't there at all. So they had to, to um, start as a startup. And that's exactly... What we did, let's say, if we are in this new region, can we build this company with a blank slate? Mm. What would mm. it look like with completely new technologies and new ways of thinking 
Um, so in the Mauritius business, you had to go to a store and you say, I want this TV maybe, and you fill out a form. And um, now you can apply for credit and we go through a normal credit assessment process, right, which is right. salary, blah, blah, blah. You are worthy for credit or not. So we digitized that process. We gave some tablets into the stores and so forth. And then in the other country, the new one, we said, well, what if we don't go through merchants? What if we go directly to the customer to build that relationship with him and then use the phone to scrape, obviously, with permission mm. of the user mm. to scrape all sorts of social data and kind of apps installed and um, and all sorts of data, even maybe your, your bank statements, maybe just, just an easy way to look at your bank mm. SMSs and um, try and build an artificial intelligence model or credit risk model out of all that data scrape. So the experience for the user is he downloads the app, uh, he consents to, to being able to do this, and he has his credit score right there and then, and he says, you can now go and buy right. whatever you want at any store. Um, uh, we, will, we have assessed your credit. So that's a way to reinvent it. And this was a great story because we did that in parallel. We did the digitization in Mauritius and also the the reinvented version of their business in in another country so now you can experiment with both which is the key to get innovation right how do you right. experiment and this dual transformation is a great way to leap forward in two um and two ways the challenge later then was how do you bring that innovation mm. that you did in the mm. other country back into your own business it's going to disrupt the business it's going to do that and that's probably okay because it's you yourself disrupting it. But, right, right. Um, and that's that's one great story I like a lot. Yeah, uh, how incredible. we did innovation. Yeah, right. Really, really interesting. Um, the the resistance to change. I guess we're working in environments. We're talking about environments where there's an openness. But just because a certain group or or, or um, sector of a of a, uh, a workplace wants innovation doesn't mean everybody else accepts it. Mm. Uh, have you have you encountered that a lot? Exactly. Now resistance <laughs> to change is is very difficult. A lot of times it's uh, you feel threatened. Mm -hmm. You feel that this change is going to either take your job away right. or or maybe even make your job just different mm -hmm. or or more difficult. Right. So it's a lot of times it's threat. People are feeling yeah. threatened, mm. Mm. and that's where the fear fear comes from. And we see it all the time, and it's a very hard thing to. And I guess the only way to to counter that is to show the value of it, and the excitement of it, and uh, actually mm. that your job doesn't need to be threatened. It's actually just going to be, uh, it's going to be altered. Exactly, and I think the point I always make is that your job is threatened anyway. If it's not True. your company that's going to disrupt, yeah, it's someone else. Absolutely, so you get on board. To, you have to reskill all the time, mm. so you must embrace the future. And like you say, um, rather than fighting the fear, I think try and replace it with an excitement for the mm. future. Look mm. into the future, see what it could be, what's your role in it, and and be excited about it. That's how you... You fight that fear. You you almost replace it. You're replacing it. You don't go up against it. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you try and understand what you can achieve. Chatting with uh, Chant Duplessis from uh, from uh, Synthesis. Very very interesting. Leave us with a thought about about innovation in the future. So I think um, for me the fundamental way to get innovation right is almost counter counterintuitive. You feel you have to plan for it and then come up with a strategy and then act on that plan. 
Um, and I think the way to deal with innovation is almost the opposite, to say, I don't know what the future is going to look like. And to say, let's just do the first thing that we can think of right now and experiment with it, learn from it, and try and repeat that process. It's, you can't plan for innovation. You have to experiment um, a lot. I love that because it means being comfortable in the gray. Not everything exactly. needs to be an absolute. And uh, that is uh, unfortunately where the world is pulling us because in, in many ways, whether it's around our politics or, or social media, whatever it is, we're very, very polarized. But in fact, there are so many different areas of grey. And that's really the answer in, in your view, which I really like to successful innovation is it doesn't need to be absolute. You don't need to know exactly the pathway and the journey. You just need to take that first step and get out there. Exactly. If you know, then it's probably not innovation and anyone can see it, right? You don't know. That's the whole point of it. I love that. Absolutely fantastic. I'm Howard Feldman. This has been your Synthesis Podcast.